welcome to a new episode of Mahogany and Friends. Today's episode, we're going to talk about something that I see continue to come up in conversations as our societal model of the work-life balance is evolving and millennials and next generation are entering the freelance workplace. I think this is worthy of questioning. How much is too much? So we'll discuss the importance of mental wellness as an entrepreneur. So with that said, let's talk. Our next guest is a soul worker, intuitive energy reader, and entrepreneur as her mission is to restore women to their natural gifts and harness the sacred Gaia energy inside of all of us. So please join me in welcoming Sinéja Clairvois. Hi, Sinéja. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I know before we started um, this recording, I was just asking you about, you know, how you're doing and how important I think today's conversation really holds um, value to. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot in real time right now as we're, you know, shooting this episode, a lot of, you know, violence, whether that's emotionally or physically to Black women being had. And while I know this isn't a new thing, I do think today's conversation is going to be really special. So I'm looking forward to talking to you today. Yes, me too. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, I love this. Um, and we appreciate your time and energy. So um, let's kick things off with just, you know, getting a little bit more of an understanding for those who don't know. Can you share a little bit more about yourself? Yes. So I am a, you know, soul worker, soul healer. Everything really has been centered around the soul for me lately. But I grew up in New York, um, you know, very um, Long Island town where, you know, it was it was an experience that I loved, but looking back on it now, I definitely see how so many things that are going on right now played in my life in different areas. So, you know, having that upbringing and being right, you know, in the backyard of New York City, I always felt that hustle and wanting to be an entrepreneur and wanting to, you know, make things happen. Been. my dad's an entrepreneur so it was like something that was always surrounding me um as growing up and then you know I just I took a different path eventually when I realized that what I was seeing in the business world wasn't healthy um and mm -hmm. it wasn't promoting something that I believed in so you know that really brought me to wellness just in my own life and then you know, having this healing work done, having all of this surrounding me in, in New York when I was working there, I just, I was like, okay, we got to change something. We got to yeah. shift something here, you know? So that's really when I moved from being in the corporate setting into to doing my own thing. But I, um, I'm so grateful just for all of the experiences of life that have led me to this point. But um, yeah, it's been a journey. <laughs> no, I, so I love that you talked a little bit that, you know, so entrepreneurship was kind of something generational in your family. Yeah. I would love for you to share a little bit more about what your experience was like as a, as a black woman or a woman of color entering corporate America. Like I know there's so many horror stories around how we've had to navigate those spaces, but I would love to hear a little bit more about your personal experience with that. Yeah. So, I mean, my personal experience, I'm not going to lie, wasn't the best. I, I think I was in corporate America for three years before I decided, you know, this is it. But for probably two years, I knew that I was going to be transitioning out of it. Um, mm -hmm. My first job out of college, it was a startup. And, you know, I was kind of the one 
tasked with doing everything and it was an event. So it was like, I was all the time moving equipment, going to mm -hmm. different events. And I just, I felt so just like stressed all the time. And I had no idea what I was supposed to do with this stress. I didn't feel supported by the people over me. I wasn't getting paid what I was worth, you know? So it's just like all of these stressors really start to hit you at once. And mm -hmm. you're just like, hold up did I sign up for this? Cause I don't remember signing up for, you know, right. my life, putting my life away. Like I didn't sign up for that. So I'm going to have to take a little reassessment. And when I graduated, I had um, a degree in public relations. So mm. I was like, you know what, let me just see if I want to use this for something. And so I ended up, my second job was at a PR firm um, in Soho and I learned so much there. Um, about just business in general, about how all of this works. I worked with the media and it was very fast paced, um, very just, you know, go, go, go. As soon as you hit inside the door, you're, you're going nonstop. Right. Um, and I, I felt that weight again, like, okay, even though I'm doing something I said, I was like, you know, wanted a diploma in, I'm still not happy what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. So that really was the prompt that made me go, okay, I need to really sit down and figure out, you know, everyone talks about what's my life purpose? What's my life purpose? I know it's not to be sitting behind a desk every day, right. you know? So yeah. I know that there's more to be done and I can be doing more with my time rather than spending 40 hours, you know, making somebody else's dream happen. I want to make my own happen. So yeah, no, you touched on so many like key points. I heard, you know, what is, when do you find that moment of entrepreneurship versus nine to five? You talked mm -hmm. about what are those, you know, self-care practices when you're in corporate America, right? Like how is that, if that's not being, if that's not being held in, you know, the space there, how are you practicing that outside of your, your day job? Um, and I think that that's super important. So many of us, you know, not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, but I think there's something to be said about if you know and you have that strong feeling about what's my next move I think yeah. we need to sit back and think a little bit about you know how can I take care of myself in this moment and, and in order to get to that next phase of you know where I want to be so that brings me to ask you can you talk me through a little bit about your journey to healing work how did you kind of get started in that space um, in that practice um, so I would say it was just, I mean, over time, I think I started to just, my awakening was happening and I was in the middle of New York city and I was like, hold up. Okay. Here we are again. Things are shifting. And mm -hmm. I just, I just remember like all of a sudden, you know, all of these different books and things started just coming to me. I started just meeting people that were doing healing work and Reiki mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And I, immediately just felt a sense of like yes like this 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 is where I'm supposed to be like I don't even know much about this yet but I know <laughs> like this is where I feel good this is like this is awakening something inside of me this is giving me a fire like that I've never had before and I I just really wanted to do the healing work for myself because mm -hmm. I knew that there were things you know in my childhood and relationships and all of these different things that I was just like I can't keep repeating patterns. So we got to go back and, and really do the unraveling. I started working with a healer. I started doing Reiki. I started, you know, getting into that kind of um, energy and that alone really just 
you know, shifted me because once you come into that energy, it really starts to make its own world really. And, um, you know, I had, I think even at my second job, a tarot reader had came to our job just, you know, for a fun thing. And she came up to my desk and she was like, you need to be a reader. And she had never, I'd never seen this girl. And she just like, you know, gave me a reading and I was, she just looked at me and she was like, and gave me her card. And I was like, okay, that was interesting. Um, (laughs) I was like, I think five months before I started reading tarot and then like, you know, it just took off. And, um, I think I remember just being like, you know, I always knew I wanted a business to help women, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know how I didn't know what they were like, what could I do that would be really needed and something Mm -hmm. that could actually help transform people's lives. Um, and you know, as I watched my own life transform, I knew I was in the right place and I knew that this was something I needed to, you know, work on for the rest of my life and and make it my mission. Well, yeah. And, and, and I think that just speaks to, you know, your testimony of like your living proof that this is, that work was very much needed and it, it had to start with you as the foundation. Right. Um, and I love that because I know you founded your company, Artemis Rose. Um, can you talk a little bit about the importance of healing through Ricky and Tarot um, for those who don't know what those two practices are? Yeah. So, I mean, Reiki is Reiki. a sacred energy cleanse. Um, that literally is just it's just an energy that you can use to to get rid of residual energy get like cleanse the chakras bring yourself back together cleanse the aura it's just it's such a sacred practice that i you know i had heard about but i'd never you know all of these things also are very taboo sometimes when we're you know growing up spirituality all of these different things that were being said about it that kind of made it like oh is that okay is that mm-hmm. you know and, and the more I explore that space I was like I've never felt more comfortable you know right like, I've walked into a church and been like okay what's going on here you know but like in that space I always just felt like all right this is this is about me this is about honoring me and figuring right. out you know what I need um and tarot as well is just like a guiding force I just I love my readings because I just feel like yeah, thank you. Um, I just feel like it's it's such a great way for the the clients to just see like see their life in in the way that it is right now and just understand how this energy could move, you know, and like right. where you could go. I never say it's a definite thing ever, but it's also just like based off of where you are right now. This is this is what you can work with. What do you want to do with this? Where do you want to go with this? And I usually use it as a time also to give that life advice it's it's a full session of like healing besides just you know what's in the cards so i think it's something that is so invaluable whenever i have a question i'm like you know what let me grab my cards let me just see what's yes. going on and <laughs> many times many times my cards have saved me yes I... so that's another reason why i'm like you know people we have the tools we have yes. the tools find the people, find your healers. I'm very like adamant too, is that, you know, there's a healer for everybody. So find the one that works for you. Find the one that gives you that energy, that inspiration, that full, like light feeling and, and, and do the work. Don't be afraid. 
Yeah. And I know like I, it brings me back to that analogy. Like my mom used to say to me, like life deals you your cards, it's your, you, but you still have a choice in the matter. And, and I think yes. I look at tarot in that way as well. Like you still have control over your destiny while life might not, you know, work in your favor all the time. You can shift mm -hmm. what that yeah. could look like for you. So I think tarot for me personally was definitely a a lifesaver in a lot of ways um and i know we touched on a lot about you know self-care right so i know you offered self-love coaching in the past but i would love to get your perspective a little bit more on how you just define self-care personally um i know so many of us including myself have a hard time defining that so how do you think that differs for um black and brown women you know when we think about self-care or self-love well, I'm, I mean, self-love and self-care, I think, you know, as they became buzzwords, it became something that was like bubble baths, face masks, you know, self-care Sunday. Yes. Love it. Do dedicate your time to yourself. But if you're not doing the things that you need to be doing for your mind, body, and soul every day, that self-care isn't going to be the band-aid that you can just keep putting over the gate. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, for me, I think self-love and self-care is being able to say, you know what? I'm hurting right now. I can't take on anymore. Or mm -hmm. I, I need to come back and figure out where I can find support, especially as black women. We're so used to wearing so many hats. We've been wearing so many hats since, ch since we were children, you know, like, mm -hmm learn how to function in societies and walk into a room and be the only black person and how that feels for us and right. those anxieties and all of that in the workplace too so it's like you have to you have to really come back and remember also that you're a human being mm -hmm. and that your feelings are valid and whatever you're feeling and whatever hasn't been healed needs your attention and self-love is giving yourself that attention giving yourself that time to be like you know what this everything has to come for a pause for a minute because I'm not okay mm -hmm. and my cup isn't full and and I can't help anyone if my cup isn't full so it's right. just like recognizing say it again say it again you know yes we need overflowing overflowing cups we cannot yes. help if we're you know like shaking in, in our <laughs> boots ourselves like we're, we need time and we need support black women need more support it's just yes. like the, the, it says it all, you know, this, the strong complex, this, this, you know, we can't be vulnerable. We can't be weak. That mm -hmm. has, us. For sure. that has allowed us to feel like we always have to show up for ourselves. And we sometimes don't even give the opportunity for someone to show up for us because we just automatically are like, well, you know what? I got to get it done. It's me. It's mm -hmm. me. It's me. Mm -hmm. You know, so coming back and unraveling that too, like culturally, like, you know, we, yeah, we're the foundation. We are the life force of everything, but we have to be given to just as much yes. as we get. Yes, I believe that is very true. I come from a home of, of growing up in a very like woman dominated space. Um, so I totally have seen so many different archetypes of that. Um, and while I know that they are the badass and loving women that they are, I do see a lot that, you know, we put that self care work to the side, almost like there's not enough time in the day. I had to have that conversation with my mom, like you wake up and the first thing you do is you start cleaning. Yeah. But it's not even that there's a mess she's seeing. It's just like this ritual for her that she's 
picking up the pieces. She's picking up something. She's cleaning up something. Yes. And I'm like, yes. mommy, you need to start your day with something for you. Now she says, yes. cleaning is that for me? And I'm like, but is it? Is, is it? it? Yeah. Yeah. My mom is the same way. My yeah. Mom is the same way. Saturday morning, she's right up right. downstairs. <laughs> and I, I had to say to her the other day, I said, mom, put everything down. We're going to go upstairs and meditate. And we yeah. meditated together because it's like, also it's like, we have to teach our elders sometimes because they yes. didn't have the affordability to, to do this kind of work either. Because mm -hmm. some, you know, I know my mom, she lost her parents. She had to go through and, you know, get it done. And yeah. especially I feel like the boomer generation, there was so much just like work, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. So they don't know yes. how to calm down. They really don't. Well, yes. Sometimes I'm, <laughs> I'm over here. We're going to go over here a little bit. Yeah, no, and I, and you brought up that keyword hustle. Um, I know we touched on entrepreneurship a little bit, and I wanted to talk a little bit about more of hustle culture or just simply working a nine to five that has its everyday stressors. Um, yeah. What is it about hustle culture to you in particular that you find detrimental to our experiences as, a, as Black women? I think just the energy of hustle in, in general is wrong. I think it's more about alignment. Mm -hmm. When you are living in alignment, you really don't have to hustle. You know what I mean? It's about really putting yourself in a position where you are in your sacredness and you know what you want. And those thoughts that you have can create itself, create mm -hmm. its own vortex of energy moving around you. But the hustleness where it's like, I have to continue to strive. I have to continue to show up. I have to continue to do things over and over. You're going to burn out. There, it's just, it's just what it is. I, I, I'm even the strongest people you at some point you're going, you're going to burn out. So just right. knowing that like, yeah, even if there's periods of time where you need to hustle. Yeah. I, I know that there's that, that, that fire and that light that wants to move in that Kundalini energy inside all of us, but knowing mm -hmm. when to use it and when to rest is also yes. really important Yes, because People don't, you can, you can hustle, 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 but if you're not bringing up that rest to counteract that, your levels are going to be off. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, that's the holistic thing as well is like mind, body, and soul. You have to make sure everything is working together in unison. Otherwise, you know, things are going to start coming up and your body, I, I've felt it in my own, when my body is telling me to sit down and I don't listen. It will physically sit me down and be mm -hmm. like, no. Yeah you're done, you yeah, know? That, that's, so. So, that's so valid because I, I think I've had to even admit to myself, you know, even doing this new podcast, mm -hmm. I still found myself feeling a bit burnt out just because it's almost like this, this need to fulfill to a world that is always going to need fulfilling, right? Yes. So at that point, where do you choose to fulfill self, yourself? When does okay. that become important to ourselves, right? And so I know that for this, this conversation around self-care and self-love is something very new for me. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of young people out there feel that way as well. So I think we talked, we talked about generations, right? Of like this yeah. trauma that we've had to carry what advice would you give to your younger self today? Ooh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 
I do, I do a lot of inner child work um, with my clients as well, because it's very important. Our inner childs are. Mm, yes, yeah, share a little bit about that. Yes, yeah. Our inner childs, we don't even realize, still take a really big space in our lives. Mm-hmm. And the moments where our inner child wasn't held or loved or seen become patterns. You know, it becomes things that are enforced in us. So I just always say like, you know, send your inner child love daily, you know, like come and connect. And, you know, sometimes even just looking at yourself as a younger person and just being like, you know, you, at this point in time, you didn't know this, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. I I got you now. We're okay. Now we're protected now. So it's just, yeah. Like doing that healing with the inner child changes so much because we also don't realize how much things we're acting off of subconsciously as well. Like, you know, things that our inner child learned that as adults, we just behave and do because mm-hmm. oh, that's what we learned as children. That's that never, oh, that got swept under the rug. So I'm right. not going to talk about that, you know, and like even things that as children, we didn't share with anyone. I've been sharing a lot of things that happened to me in my childhood with my like closest friends. We've been doing that lately just because it's like, listen, that happened and it deserves to be given attention, even if it wasn't then. Right. So doing that and just being, you know, I, when I look back at my younger self, I just want to be mm-hmm. like, Girl, focus on you and your gifts. <laughs> and that's it. You know, like yes. too many people in my life were like, you need to go in this path, this path security, this right. path, you know? And it's that's like, so I, true. I wish I would have just been like, I don't need to do anything, but be me right now. Yes. Right. And, and I think you touched on, there was a key aspect, like that self-development that is so vital for, you know, your adolescence because we, we grow up. I, I, I remember saying this to myself or, you know, I was doing some research. I saw like, you know, when people are children, they, they have, there's this innocence that they have that, you know, they're not thinking twice about something. It just, they're just being right. And, you know, as we grow up, that kind of dwindles because we have adults in our lives that, you know, tell us how to function, tell us how to navigate in society. So that's often stripped away from us. And so we're left kind of lost at some point where we're like trying to figure it out. And so I love that you talk about, you know, with your clients specifically like that like working through that inner child like I think that's so vital um something I'm even practicing today so I think that's super key um absolutely and just like you know doing things your inner child loved to do there were so mm -hmm. many things that I loved to do as a child and then someone on the playground says oh that's weird and then you stop you know it's like yep and play play is another thing I'm like we all of a sudden just stop playing Mm -hmm. why we need time as adults to go out, dance, just, you know, I go outside and just hang out with the trees, just do whatever it <laughs> yeah. is that gets you back into like your innocence and your childlike curiosity and not yeah. always the world like, you know, as an adult, as right. I would say. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I want to also open that space to, you know, I understand that everyone had you know, not everyone has the luxury of having the, you know, a healthy childhood as well. And so I also want to honor that if you didn't have that experience, what could you, you know, how can you reimagine what you would have hoped for as an adult now looking back? Um, And then, you know, trying, trying to create that space for yourself as an adult and explore that as well, you know? Um, that's something that I, I'm doing right now as a young person. Um, and so I love that you, you touch on that inner child aspect. 
Well, I think I would love for us to talk. I know you said you wanted to do a reading with us today. So before we close up, I would love to do that. And then, you know, we'll end up with some questions to ask you to share with the community. Beautiful. My, um, my soulful woman deck and it has just like some affirmations that I love just just for the divine feminine, we've been going through a lot. We've been unpacking a lot of trauma. We've been seeing a lot of trauma on our timeline. So mm-hmm. make sure you are cleansing every time you get off of the social media platform because so much is being thrown at us. Um, and it, it can re-trigger so much as well. So Yeah. Well, thank you, Sinesia, for this. I'm really excited. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to share this. Okay, here we are. Okay, so first card, listening to my body. (laughs) Um, My health is my life, the temple of my experience and the greatest of my blessings. So yeah, just what we were talking about, that Mm self-care honoring and actually listening to your body as well because so many of us, we hear our bodies talking, but do we listen? Do we stop right. and honor what our body is telling us? Or do we just fight it off and tell, oh no, tomorrow, next week, you know? <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah, <sighs> girl, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard, but you know, even if you have to schedule it in and pencil it in into your schedule, yes, make it happen. Um, and also savoring the positive. Mm. I allow myself the spaciousness of savoring the delicious gifts in my life. I think, especially right now with everything that's going on, I feel like I've had to really take the time to be like, okay, the world is chaotic right now, but my inner world doesn't have to be. I can focus on the things that are still happening in my life and not feel guilty about it because- people especially even though everyone's paying attention to us right now we've always been here we've been doing this we've mm-hmm. been going through this. so nothing changes and i also feel like for black entrepreneurs especially because there's so much spotlight on us right now everyone's mm-hmm. like i gotta get it out i gotta make sure this is business. <laughs> i'm going through that right now that imp- imposter syndrome kicked in for a second but, you know, I had to say, I have a plan. I know exactly what it is that I'm doing and I'm going to stay on track on my path, on my time. Yes. Your time, divine timing is always on time. So mm-hmm. taking that moment, letting that pressure off, coming back into positivity, coming back into gratitude, mm-hmm. reminding yourself of the things that you have and you've been blessed with, you know, every day until it becomes something that you don't even have to think about. You're feeling that gratitude all the time. Um, and also embracing change mm. with every Ooh. loss. Whew, yes. With every loss, I understand that something new is about to be birthed beyond what I can imagine. And I mean, that, that's where we're at right now. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Thank you, spirit, because we, we got to embrace it. We got, we got to embrace it because, you know, I, I mean, that's really what been my anchor and knowing that through all of this destruction, a whole new world is going to be born. And that change is long overdue. It's, it's, it's here. It's, it's going to happen. And that's the anchor I'm, I'm staying in every day and knowing that that's, 
That's what's that's what the end result is. No matter what's what we're seeing right now, the end result is a new birthed world that's made for us, yes. not against us. Okay. So. Well, I love that. I love that. So I know you talked, you know, one of the cards shared with savoring the positive. Mm-hmm. What is something that you hope our audience can take away from today's conversation? Well, I hope it just, if anything, just reminded you of the fact that you are worthy, even if you're not working mm-hmm. or even if you're not hustling or not producing or not creating, you are worthy no matter where you are right now. Mm-hmm. And you deserve and will have everything that you want as long as you allow your desires to stay in your center. You don't mm, I love settle, that. don't come out, don't come out of your space, just stay where you are and allow everything to unfold for you. Yes, preach Tanasia. <laughs> Well, I love our conversation today. Before we conclude, do you have anything that you're currently working on that you want to share with us? Yes. So I'm not sure if you've ever been to Maha Rose in Brooklyn. It's a healing Mm -hmm. center um, in Brooklyn. I am recently just signed on to do some collaborations with them. So I'll be doing online workshops, sessions there, you know, virtually and, you know, maybe eventually in person. But um, right now everything is going to be virtual for me as long as I can do this, but um, as well as I'm just kind of just wanting to roll out some some new ways of connecting, some new mm-hmm. ways of healing. Um, so I'm really going to be starting to create spaces just for that one-on-one or like group healing. If there's, you know, women of family that just want to sit down and just kind of unpack, let's do that together. Just opening that space because there's a lot of work to be done in the root right now in our family. Yes. Yes. Well, I will be um, on your waiting list, please. And thank you. Got it, girl. Send me those (laughs) rates. Um, Well, thank you so much. Um, It was such a pleasure to get to talk to you today. How can our community connect with you online? Um, Instagram, Artemis Rose Co is my handle. Twitter as well. I have Facebook all of the things, um, maybe eventually YouTube, we'll see. But right now I have Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Artemis Rose Co. All right. Well, if you missed that, I'll definitely be sure to put it in the description. But thank you again to Sinesia for joining us today. Um, I will see you guys in the next episode. Talk soon. Bye-bye.